Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook because it's easy to use, because it's safe and secure, and you get your winnings fast now. Winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours, and it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in, and if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code extra points so they know I sent you. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning. Yes, spaghetti and meatballs are fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon is producing this mess and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss, who were sorely, sorely missed at Harry's wedding. We're back from the big, big extravaganza in Phoenix. We're going to be grading the props. It was a big prop challenge, you know, Sheck, on extrapoints.com slash arcade. And uh, there are some in flux. We're not sure how to uh, grade any. But, I mean, what more can I say about... um, I mean, the guy interrupted his own vows. He decided to take a break from the vows and give a pick. And the pick lost by double digits. He had the Celtics money line. And that was it. I mean, that's the, that's the wedding in a nutshell. I don't know what else to say, really. Well, it seemed like from what I could tell from the social media posts and otherwise, that priest seemed crazy. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where Harry dug that guy up from. But boy, oh boy, the, the go and find on Extra Points Pod on social media, uh, your favorite handle there. Track it down because you can see Harry's new bride in the background crying, and I feel she represents all of us. Poor woman. What I, I don't know. I'm laughing. Yeah, the priest <laughs> you talk about was our friend Tony, or still writes on Jimmy Kimmel Live, wrote with us on the Man Show, many many shows for many. many very 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 funny. Uh, nice. Oh, that was him. Said, yes, yes. I didn't want to. Oh, oh that makes sense then. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, Angie in the background as Harry's giving his pick, she's like waving herself, like, "Oh my God, this is." But like in a good. Way. I don't know. It was very, uh, very weird. Martin, did it make you want to get married more or, or less? As the uh, the sole member, at least, oh, what I should start out to say, I'm glad to hear that Dave Damashek was also watching this on social media because I got very <laughs> jealous of looking at a beautiful picture of Eddie Spaghetti and that getup that he had on. I mean, classic. You go great this weekend, Spaghetti, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, if Pink I do. Laser. That's what I'm saying. It was Appropriate amazing. Appropriate for late spring, yeah. If I do get married, I want it to be something similar to that. Let's have a good time here because, like, leaning in and giving the pick, I do. I would say this though: you gotta give a winner on your wedding day. Yeah, that's 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 the biggest faux pas of it all. That's the biggest mistake that was made, in my estimation. You gotta give a winner. Faux pas or a harbinger of of (laughs) things to come. Let's hope not. Fingers crossed. Yeah, Eddie Spaghetti, uh, you know, uh, guy of a certain carriage in that jacket looked like a pink uh, pink dot truck coming up into the wedding there. But I feel like Eddie Spaghetti and I, let's just lay it bare here. We're all excited about our teams as every football fan is coming off the NFL draft. We all feel mm-hmm. like we just hit home runs there in in the Pittsburgh Steelers fans case. I think that is in fact the case. It's I'm, I'm over the moon about that, but the puck's about to drop is the late great uh, uh, Badger Bob Johnson used to say, it's a great day for hockey. Good luck to the 16 that made the big tourney, the best postseason tournament 
in all of sport. Let's get to it. We're going to talk about that. We have so much to discuss. We have your Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Rangers. Dave versus Eddie. We'll discuss that. You know what? Let, let's let's do it now. Let's do it now, real now, re- really quickly. Now, Shaq, I don't know why. Like, first of all, I was with Eddie when he found out that the Penguins were favored. Right now, it's basically a pick 'em. It's minus one fifteen, minus one hundred five. It's a coin tossy as it gets. But early on Friday, the odds came out on Fanduel. Spaghetti found out the Penguins were favored, and I he I think he would have been. Less upset if he found out that his girlfriend Jada hooked up with the DJ at the wedding. He was devastated. <laughs> devastated spaghetti, right? Am I am I overselling this? You're 100 percent right. I mean, for a team that outscored this this Penguins squad 11 to 4, the only game the Penguins won, they scored one goal. It was a miserably officiated game. And for the, the disrespect, and I know it's probably dumb to say. Like, oh, the, the the people who are setting these odds are kind of, uh, I don't know, still enthralled by Sidney Crosby and, and Evgeny Malkin. Like, these aren't the same players, not the same Penguins team of past years. Mm. The Strangers team has the Norris Trophy winner from last year. It has the, uh, the I mean, for certain, the Vezina winner this year, a 50-goal scorer. Uh, they have great players in the third and fourth lines, which the Penguins don't have. I don't get it. And it's it's it just to me, it just seemed like a, a slight another like chip on the shoulder for a really good underrated Rangers <laughs> team. So I was pretty fired up. Well, listen, we're going to check. You're not allowed to. I, I, I don't like your stance here because you picked the Rangers to win the after laughing at spaghetti. We determined you laughed at him when he mm-hmm. suggested the Rangers could win the cup like a month ago, maybe a little more. And now you're on board with the Rangers winning the cup, but they play against the Penguins. There need to be stakes here. And we decided you're going to have to, one of you, the loser of this series, is going to dip into the cap of consequences. Now, which team? Like hell, why, why would I do? I'm not, I'm not putting my ass on the line for the Penguins. They're Listen. not playing well. I'm not, a, I'm not a lunatic, as I always say. It's a, know, it's a coin flip. You have to. I know take, you it's have very to easy. Just, for, just as a reminder, apparently, oh, because it, we man. need to issue another one. I know I, it is a it is a common charge on the poor head of handsome Dave Damashek that mm-hmm. uh, that I that, that I'm a homer. No, no, a homer <laughs> can't see straight. I want things to happen. You just can't talk I don't straight. think, th- yeah. but th- sometimes what I hope I see happen doesn't equal what I think is I going know, to happen. I'm not so saying, that's it. What do you want me to tell well, you? I'm this, not. This is I'm a, not picking the Penguins against the team that that. Uh, flew into the playoffs when the pens limped in. I mean, what, what do you want me to tell you? Spaghetti. I, I, wrong. Go ahead, I just Mark. don't know how you can go back to Pittsburgh and, and look at yourself in the mirror. Like you your parents still live there. Like, I, oh, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, your parents still live there. Like I, I you still are, are, have a, a heart. You still a, a pillar in the society, Dave, like where's your Pittsburgher spirit? Did you, I know you're too young, Marty Weiss, but back in 1980, Here we go. a plucky crew, of you know college kids from uh from hockey america mm-hmm. got together and they pulled off a tremendous upset they wore red white and blue this time the team that's playing like the soviets wears red white and blue hold on a second the hold plucky on. underdogs wear this black is- and gold let's go pens well, one more run one more this is the end i know we've been talking about it for half a decade or i have been talking about it when is it going to end for Malkin and Latang and Crosby? This is it. This is the last time they play together. Change is coming. All right. One last run. I, One I last can't time. listen to this for two weeks and have no consequences on the line here. This is not a I think so much we're going to win that I I will pilk at. This, this is one of you has to suffer because your team lost. 
Spaghetti, you said he would take the challenge, and now he's skirting it, but but still but screaming at us about anything. the Penguins. Pick a I, different series. Not only would I take the challenge, I feel like if the Rangers lose, my consequences have to be way harsher because like they're they should be the favorite of the Rangers. It's a and, then, and, then, series. And, then, and then they're far they're the far better team. So they're playing with their backup goaltender. I mean, like Dave before right. in a text to one of our friends said that the the it would be good for the NHL. He included the Penguins if they made sure. I don't agree with that in any sense. There is no, the Pittsburgh is not a big market and nobody cares about Crosby anymore. I'm not caring so, about the mark. Well, that's not true. Obviously, it is. There's, there's still, fatigue. There's fatigue of Crosby. No, you as a rival of the Penguins, of course, are tired of hearing about the greatness of one of the five best players in the history of people. Now, that's different, though, than what would be good for the game, for the soul of the game. If you get the two high-flying teams from the West, Colorado yeah. and Edmonton on one side, Toronto at the epicenter of hockey against a team that's won three Stanley Cups in the last 12 years or the emerging uh, juggernaut in the New York Rangers, either one of those is good for hockey. All right, well, I'm well, thinking about what's good anyway. for our podcast, which is... You're right, let's move games. on, but picking, just last picking thing. Picking from the cap of consequences. But all right, at Babyface, I guess he's not going to do it. Babyface will do it. Babyface will stand in for me as a Penguins fan, but Sal for Wow, me. Dave, I didn't know that the yellow, black and yellow stood for yellow belly. Do yellow yeah. belly coward. Hey. Hey, I'm hoping Coward. for a, I'm hoping for a miracle in line. It's our, our society needs another right. miracle, like we saw back in '80. I think it's high time we get another one. Let's go, Pens. The thing uh, is, though, Sal, because that's what Spaghetti and I were texting about very quickly. Because I think this is a good gambling 101 um, opportunity for you to provide the audience. Am I right about that? That New York and L.A., they set those lines to bait New York based gamblers and they have succeeded because now it's even when it opened with the Rangers being underdogs. Right. People like Eddie Spaghetti pounced on FanDuel right. and said, oh, how dare they disrespect? I'll show them with my money. And and now it's drawn even, right? I don't Is know why they said it. Typically, that's the case. And I don't, I don't know that there's a zillion dollars coming in on the Rangers any, anytime uh, since 1994. But uh, but yeah, I think that's right. They do try to bait the, the New York betters. But I don't know. It started off a little even. It's kind of, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. You guys can analyze it better than I can. And not now, because we've got to move on. But uh, it does seem like a pick em thing where you guys could choose from the... All right, a ba baby face, I don't know. We're going to have to work something out here. I thought Dave was going to take the bait or was give the was going to do this here. Doesn't look like uh, it's happening. I, this, is, this is disappointing. It is disappointing. I, 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 he's This is like why the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like, he gets on me for pulling off the Pirates and and, yeah. and not, not supporting, and now look what's happened. I, Dave, come on. For the city of champions... You'll do it. it. You'll you, do it, baby. You will face. do it. Wow. You I know you're it. more you're more man than I. Everybody knows that. You will pick from the cap right. of consequences on behalf of everyone residing on the bank. Well, the listen, later in the podcast, we're gonna pick uh we're going to give our Stanley Cup predictions. We're going to pick a winner. Who knows? I guess Sheck is staying with the Rangers there, but we'll go get to that uh, later in the podcast. <laughs> right now, I want to move on to Pittsburgh sports. <laughs> I can't avoid it. I do want to talk uh, NFL draft. You know, we weren't on Friday. We had Sheck come on AAO Friday morning. Actually, it was late Thursday night when Kenny Pickett was drafted by the Steelers. At the time, it was like, this is a great story. This is fun. Why not? They have to take them. Kind of what do we have to lose attitude, but check. Then you have to admit, as we entered the third round and Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback to be drafted, you're like, oh boy, now all of a sudden, if he doesn't work out, this is one of the biggest swings and misses 
in NFL draft history, right? I mean, we didn't get another quarterback taking a pick 74. It was Desmond Ritter by the Falcons. Then 86, Malik Willis went to the Titans. 94, Matt Corral went to the Panthers. This is now... This is now like we tricked you into um, dressing up as a Ghostbuster for a for a Halloween party that didn't exist. You got there and everyone was dressed normally. Well, it's also interesting that the news is, if you believe the reports, that the Steelers tried to trade up to 15. It could be perhaps wow. for Dotson uh, from Penn State. I mean, they're, you know, you could maybe make that case, but unlikely. Uh, they were probably looking to get Kenny Pickett because mm. they feared the Saints with two picks between uh, 16 and 19 that the the thought was that they really like Pickett and we're going to go tough. after him. So they tried to get ahead of them. So that makes it even crazier um, or more compelling. It doesn't mean, it, yeah, I, I hear you completely. I mean, it doesn't mean that they were wrong to get Pickett because would Pickett have gone in picks, you know, 21 to say 34 in that range. It just because no other quarterback went there doesn't mean that, other teams wouldn't have taken Pickett had the Steelers not, but I think yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Does Why it? doesn't? I don't know because yeah. they're not interchangeable human beings. <laughs> no, Maybe. It's, I just don't think they're interchangeable. If the next quarterback is twenty, yeah, no, I know what you're saying, but if the next, yeah. just as far as quarterbacks go, I, surprisingly, that right? I mean, Martin, the over under was three and a half for the first round, and everybody was anyone who said over was way wrong. It went way under. I mean, I can't believe we were, we were looking. Malik Willis, I joked. I was like, maybe this isn't even a real guy. Maybe this is the Sid Finch check. Uh, <laughs> April right. Fool's joke, Malik Willis. Well, how much do we know about this Liberty quarterback? But were you so, surprised, Martin? So that's really what it has to be, right? Either Sheck is lying through his teeth right now or every <laughs> single sports book and, 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 and draft analyst and everybody was just dead wrong, right? Because the idea that Kenny Pickett is just... Well, the idea that Kenny Pickett was just three rounds better than all these other quarterbacks was just simply not there. It wasn't reflected in the odds, and it wasn't reflected in mock drafts and mm -hmm. all the talking heads, and everybody's like, well, how come Malik Willis was falling? Right? So, I mean, I don't, I don't know, Dave. I feel you. It's the Pittsburgh guy, and after, especially after the performance you just put forth with your uh, with your Pittsburgh Penguins, <laughs> you got to kind of paint this one with the black and gold brush. Right. But, uh, I mean, I well, just... Yeah, I'd be concerned, I, 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 man. Honestly, Shaq is uh, one of the few that's rejoiced. I, I think we're going to see, uh, uh, not odds, but ratings, and they're going to be weighed down because, well, first of all, no quarterback play is not good, right, for the draft. Not that you can control this, right, for ratings, but I am into this uh, kind of thing. But eight out of 32 teams didn't have a first-round pick. So you're talking about a quarter of the country or a quarter of the teams representing the country, 25%, didn't have a draft pick, weren't really interested and so if you didn't root for any of those teams or quarterbacks or players from the University of Georgia, um, you were out. I mean, everybody from Georgia got picked. They had 15 players taken. I, I think Jimmy Carter is like punting for the Seahawks or something. Every What, what was it, 15? I think, uh, Babyface, we said that was the most from a single draft since the seven-round format in 1994. Insanity. Here you go, Sal. Thursday night had 10.3 million viewers. Oh, which that's is not bad. Yeah. 22% down from last year, which is was 12.8. Yeah. And 34% down from two years ago. I would have thought more, seven. actually. Yeah, it is a participatory sort of event. Yeah. It's an it's one of the best sporting events, if not the number one sporting event, that doesn't involve any actual sports. And the Raiders, who are a national team, let alone the host of this thing, didn't have a first-round pick. So, of course, that's going to dent the ratings a little bit. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, and the Cowboys picked late, and so right. it didn't fit another national team. So I think it all amounts to that. I, I, I personally don't give a crap uh, what the TV ratings were on on the thing. Um, well, I'm I just overall interest. Were, I forget about like how many eyeballs actually tuned in, but overall interest in this draft, I would, I would think is, look, is way I guess because there wasn't yeah. the name brand. I you know, know this like much. Trev- right. Yeah. You're right. Watching yeah. those 15 Georgia defenders or watch those 15 Georgia players get drafted just reminded me like Michigan had not a shot in hell in that, uh, in that college football playoff game. And then to see the report that uh, your boy who's transferring from Pitt to USC is going to make more than George Pickens to play in the second round and know that Michigan is not offering millions of dollars to 18 and 19 and 20-year-old athletes right now yeah. to win national titles while there's no rules at all. It's just another point of infuriation with my university. Well, and here's my infuriation with people like Shaq who say, oh, why, how, how do we even give the SEC an opportunity to have two Two, I mean, what, like 65 <laughs> players drafted from the SEC. It's just a whole different league here. It really is. Like, what? Of course, but check your counter could be Cincinnati had nine guys drafted. When the hell are we going to see that? That was yeah. Uh, I, was I, I just wanted to push back on on Marty Weiss about uh, about Georgia and say Cincinnati had nine guys right. drafted. So mm-hmm. so real no yeah they uh, yeah, they did have they more. might have been, might no, beat they, Michigan no, too. they had more than most of the power. I mean Oklahoma had five or six. Like it's, it's I mean right that, yeah that was the blue blood programs like uh, Texas you know did I don't know if they ended up getting anybody but Cincinnati had six guys. I mean that's how crazy is that. Um, the Bearcats over the Longhorns. Yeah. I mean, that's it's by the way, yeah. Crazy. Texas had zero, and uh, zero. Scott, Scott the Grizz home zero out of two sixty two. Scott, you got to come. About, actually, you should pick from the cap of consequences. Having nothing, there you are back from Texas. You were out there. What was the sentiment uh, when no Longhorns zero were drafted? Uh, nobody was happy. <clears throat> I saw a lot of uh, Longhorns upset on Twitter that were uh, all, all claiming this will never happen again. Which <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, because uh, you guys have it. You play under the lights and everything. You really should have like one or two. Shoot for like one or two guys drafted next year. I would think. No, I uh, I don't know the exact number, but Texas is is yeah. truly at the very bottom of turning out uh, t- getting talent and then turning them into pros. They 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 I think statistically are maybe the worst Power Five school. Really? Wow, yeah, it's been really bad. Well, this year for sure. Yeah. All right, Scott. You're going to have to pick out. Okay, guys. Great. All right. Good. Good. See, like, I got to say, how come Matthew McConaughey isn't financing the Texas football program right now? Like, I'd be furious. They need money. Come on, man. Just make a movie about Texas football and the rebirth and use the funds to actually go buy us a quarterback and offense. Not a bad idea. And get this thing done. Not a bad idea. As a man of justice, you know, I I really do. I know uh, I'm in the minority if you. Uh, it, well, if you're a USC fan, you're over the moon. You just got the best receiver in college football. Mm. If you're a Pitt fan, you know, and a, a, a program trying to reassert itself among the big boys and everything else, it's a it's a gut punch. But as a man of justice, of course, you can't resent the kid for taking three million dollars in a contact sport. You see what happened to the to the Clemson kid? Just right, doesn't even get doesn't even get drafted. But mm. a year ago, he would have you know been a multimillionaire. So of course, these kids should jump on that. The system, I obviously need some tweaks, but I will say, as you bring up Texas football and the provincial pride that college football provides Mm -hmm. versus pro football or pro sports, a business as we hear, I vote yay times a million for what the Steelers did. And I sincerely mean this, (laughs) even if it doesn't work out with Kenny Pickett. 
you know, a mom and pop operation, whether you like it or not, the way that there are very few of these still going in pro sports, the Rooney family, either we swoon over what that means in the world of billion dollar sports or we don't, that the Rooney family used its seventh round pick to draft Cam Hayward's brother. Now there are four sets of brothers on one pro football team. And now the quarterback who was across the hall a few weeks ago now joins uh, joins the professional ranks. I think it's great. And I love the statement it makes that this is about like, you know what? Let, make your teams by spreadsheet. We're making it by the by the rivers that flow into city center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Wow. I love it. I think it's a great move. I love I love what it says about um, about how they regard, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Rooney said forever ago, do we want to be America's team? No, no. Let the Cowboys have that. We're Pittsburgh's team, and that's good enough for good. us. I love Congratulations. it. I'm over the moon sincerely. Terrific. Great as You're a sports fan. You have four sets of brothers. You'll lead the league in in wedgies or whatever. Just try to score ten points in the first half, in like seven seven uh, games in a row. Within seven games, try to do that. That me, should be I, the goal, not the uh, city of champions. Go ahead. Mark. Well, I just find I just find it fascinating that I feel like if you kind of pay attention to what happened this year in the draft and, and you guys were sounding the alarms via Daniel Jeremiah earlier, like, don't be afraid. These teams aren't afraid just because they may feel like they have a guy at quarterback. Don't be afraid to see them drafting up and taking quarterbacks. Right. Well, like the back end of that is end up what happened in Cleveland. Right. You have the, the Cleveland Baker Mayfield and the Browns are in this weird spot like they broke up. But he can't find an apartment fast enough, so they're now these roommates that hate each other. That right. could be very much the same situation in Pittsburgh, especially since Kenny Pickett knows his way around the apartment. Like, you look at Jared Goff, he's on a different team. You look at Carson Wentz, he's on a different team. Josh Rosen is on a different team. These are guys who were taken, like, in the first round, top 10, top 15 picks who are no longer playing uh, for the current roster. And it's just, right. I don't know, it's just interesting watching teams, watching under three-and-a-half quarterbacks hit like for the yeah, first everyone was three rounds, like yeah. it just shows that like teams are a little gun shy. Well, this I think they are because there were five team. last year and none of them really panned out. Maybe a couple, we could say the third overall didn't even really play. Right. Uh, but so I think it went opposite, right? It's zigzagging from two years ago when we saw Tua, when we saw, uh, who am I missing? Herbert and what, what am I? Burrow, of course. Joe to Burrow. a Burrow, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, so who's, but so what was the takeaway? I mean, obviously you're just self-validating what you thought before the draft, uh, you know, a few days later, but it seems to me the Jags taking Trayvon Walker, number one, like just, you, you really, you took the, the workout warrior guy over Aiden Hutchinson, but to my earlier point, I love it for regional pride and everything else that Aiden Hutchinson now plays for the Detroit Lions. I think that's cool stuff. Yeah. That one, though, right out of the gate is weird. And also, why did the Seattle Seahawks take another running back? What in hell? Do they understand the rules of football about how you deploy your 11 guys on the side? What, what are they doing? I mean, yeah. they're pretty far away to be taken. Yet they now have five running backs that are vi- that present as like viable. You don't need that many, fellas. It is weird. Well, they I don't do have wanna... one quarterback, so they figure we stack the right. It's so. weird. They have. We'll go over offensive. Rook. Kenny Pickett is the favorite to be offensive rookie of the year. Six to one. Drake London six to one. Traylon Burks plus seven fifty. Garrett Wilson plus eight fifty. Uh, Brees Hall plus nine fifty. We'll, we can go on. And uh, Aiden Hutchinson on the other side. He and Thibodeau 
are uh, right up there in Trayvon Walker. Five to one, five fifty, and six to one for defensive. We'll hit that one more. One more draft note before we move on. Did everyone cheat and go to Twitter for the pick reveals? Like this used to be, I think, like NFL.com or someone. You can go to a website five, six, seven years ago and get the pick about thirty seconds before you saw it on ESPN or wherever. Uh, nowadays, you go on Twitter, you could see it a full five minutes mm-hmm. before anybody. I mean, it's really. And it's tough because I know, Sheck, you live a lot of your sports life like, look, I'll DVR it and I'll find out when I when I can. But the Thursday night draft is such that you're kind of kind of everybody's right on it. And it was tough to not check. it. it was really tough for Eddie Spaghetti, who pretty much ruined the draft for everybody. I mean, Spaghetti gave every Giants <laughs> pick. Spaghetti knows the Giants first round pick next year already. Right. Spaghetti, what were you on? Were you, which <laughs> site were you following? No, I was just on Twitter. I mean, the issue is, Sal, and I didn't mean to ruin it for you, but like when you, when the Giants are picking five and seven, the Jets yeah. are picking four and ten. So all my New York friends are obviously texting constantly, yeah, right. and I didn't want to be the last one to find out. So like, um, like for example, like I know like Albert Breer was like, like you said, five, like a full five minutes ahead before the the Goodell came out on the stage and announced the pick. Yeah. So I, I just had no patience. I couldn't wait. The ESPN NFL the broadcast took way too long to get it up there. I would I would go back and forth. I wanted to be surprised, but then some, you know, Cowboys I wanted to see. I don't know why. Just so like to, just to know, think that you knew before. Everyone. I don't know. I don't get what what the big deal is. But Martin, were you jumping back and forth, or were you? Uh, I was about to say I I have three TVs in my living room, and the draft was on the very small bottom. I was watching that thing on Twitter for the most of the time. Yeah. Like that was I was watching the whole thing on Twitter. Not Amazing. only just not only just the, the the picks, but also like the walkouts. I figured all the highlights would be like the timeline would provide them for me as I saw people retweeting different things from the NFL. So we're learning before the players now, if you check Twitter or about the same time. Like this I got to be about the same time based yeah. off the way that it's being edited because I was looking, I was like, because, uh, you know, I was looking, oh, the 10th pick, 11th pick. And I'm looking, they're still picking Drake London on TV. Right. And right. I have to say, though, I, out of uh, just watching Thursday night, the New York Giants had uh, – I don't. I'm giving out new draft grades, not like how I think they'll fit, but like actually their performance on that night. The yeah. new New York Giants on Thursday night, in my estimation, performed the best. Thibodeau's walkout, a one, and he almost performed the stiff arm on the on the on the. Uh, he on did. The, that would have been almost. nice. It was real close. Giant. I don't. Know, I've been you know days two and three. Like uh, they must have dropped the ball because they. Uh, I'm looking at these dumb draft grades and they were not like top three or four uh, and they should have been after day one, right? Spaghetti. What did I, what did I miss there? No, you're totally right there. I think day one, it was, you know, they, they got lucky picks that they needed fell into their lap. And then yeah. uh, you can make the argument. They kind of reached or, or overvalued some guys and the, uh, the later rounds, except I think outside of the fifth round, they got some good value, but uh, the, you know, the New York jets were the better New York drafting team, I think uh, in this past draft. Yeah, it was, that was another bad thing about this draft. The Jets didn't screw up, the Giants didn't screw up, and the Raiders didn't have a first-round pick to screw up. So that that was another reason people wouldn't uh, tune in. And Twitter, Shaq, is another reason. Like, uh, I don't know, did you follow Twitter? Maybe maybe, maybe it'll always go down now, the ratings, because of Twitter. People I did, and they really tried to, the league really tried to clamp down on that and, you know, made, you know, uh, minor threats about do not be tipping picks and all that kind of stuff. And that was a few years ago, but it seems like uh, the media has won that right back or they don't care what, uh, whatever the league seems to hold over them. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, listen, Adam Carolla forever ago, 
Uh, Where did he said, go? What did he get drafted? Long I don't know snapper. whatever happened to Long that guy. snapper, right? He, he really should have gone. I, yeah, hopefully he can sign with his beloved Rams yeah. um, as a uh, UFDA. Is that what a U, U, free? No, UDFA. I don't know. UDFA. UDFA. Anyway. I don't think he graduated high school, so yeah. No, but Might yeah, be a problem. Right. Yeah. Might be a problem. Either way, um, he once said forever ago when we were on the radio together that – he said, "You know what would definitely be interesting is if I, as we go to break, say I'm gonna ca- I'm gonna flip this coin, heads or tails, call it in the air." He flipped a coin. Shaq, what do you got? I said, "Heads." He said, "We'll tell you the answer when we get back from this break," <laughs> because inherently, a heads or tails choice is compelling stuff. So too is who did my team get? It's why you watch even if you don't care about who the best picture is. If you happen to be on TV on the Oscars, yeah. you're like, oh, I want to see who wins. There's something, you know, intrinsic about what's mm-hmm. interesting about watching that announcement be made there. But I and I was really that dupe watching. I was like, I'm not going to see on Twitter. I'm not going to look on social media. I'm going to get excited to see this Steelers pick organically as a fan. And then I thought to myself, what the hell am I talking about? Of course, I'm going to see who who they right. pick in advance. What do I need that uh, that that big reveal for? Well, because you start um, convincing yourself things. that you're less of a fan if you know about something uh, after most of the fans, right? Yeah, it's right. A weird right. psychological so, thing that happens, but right. So, it's not like we talked about a couple weeks ago with with music. You know, there's something yeah. too like I was in on this band. I saw them. When there were only nine other people in this small mm. little club, and now they're playing big arenas, I was in on them early, and I'm resentful uh, of everybody else going. who's the Johnny Come Late. I mean, well, that really yeah. is the that is the dynamic at at play right. here. But uh, yeah, no, to answer your question, I was looking at the at the picks um, yeah. in advance of everybody else, also because kind of I find the whole Goodell hugging the players this this grasp for cool or something that he's looking for is like see I'm hip these I'm uh, the, football is family see everybody I'm the commish I'm at the top of the mountain and I'm welcome these these 21 year old superhumans to the club to the to the family or whatever like I find it all kind of. And repellent. I think that's why he does it. I think he's like, everybody no, hates me. I'm getting booed anyway. Uh, watch. They're going to hate me more because I have something with the players here, which I don't really have anything, but I'm going to, I'm going to show, right. show about it. But no, yeah. what they need to do is revamp the TV show of it all. Like, first of all, it wasn't a TV show when it started. Now they tried to like engineer a TV show sure. out of this. And now that you're being scooped by reporters because, you know, it's the 21st century and people can get this information, mm. what they really need to do is keep a running track of who breaks it first and have it up on the screen and make the draft (laughs) more, uh, make the draft a double competition, right? You have all the teams competing against one another to get the best player in the best slot. And then right there, you got the Rappaports and the Schefters and the Pelisseros and the Mike Silvers and the Albert Breers and a battle Twitter Royale right there. Let's do it for the NBA draft. And then Woj, we could bet on Woj or bet against Woj. It'd be his biggest nightmare. That would be great. That would be that's great. how. Uh, that's what they need to do. ESPN, yeah. y'all got that one for free. Also, the other thing I'll just say very quickly is, I, very again, quickly, like like the the OG fan versus the the knockoffs. Like I say about an indie band that makes it big. In a way, I find it kind of like just vaguely off putting. I'm sorry, other human beings, if if you uh, fit into this uh, into this crowd, but. The Jets and Giants fans at Radio City reacting and booing every pick. Right. Even that became self-aware, and they were doing it for the cameras a little bit. But when that was going on organically, that was really funny and awesome. An awesome element. Now it feels like 
grownups in makeup all gathered into their little groups like it's mm. uh like it's a political convention or something that eh, feels like a little bit of a put on you know it feels yeah. like a performance a little bit i i don't love that whole thing cut oh, oh who, who did the chiefs get cut to their fan base and they're in makeup and they're super excited like that eh, i don't know i don't oh, love the show of it so much. it's fine it's fine. it's fine it's fine all right hey let's take a break Talked a lot about draft. We'll go quickly through the NBA stuff. We got NHL. We have our play of the day. So we'll be right back. All right, NBA, both home teams lost yesterday. Game one started C- uh, series. Bucks beat up on the Celtics, but we could have told you that because Harry gave it. That was during his wedding. He gave, uh, during the vows, he interrupted and gave the Celtics minus 200 as his best bet. So the Bucks are up one nothing. Um Minus one third, uh, minus one twenty six for the series now, Martin. That that's strange to me because it seems like the Celts had him where right where they wanted him, right? Like Giannis put up decent numbers in the end, but his shooting performance was not great. No Chris Middleton, probably not going to change. Um, I don't know. The Celtics took took and missed a bunch of two pointers, so that was that was weird. They shot more three pointers than they ever shot. I, I don't know what to do with this series, but. I feel like the Bucks should be favored more than minus 126 being up one nothing and stealing home court. I think so, too. I mean, I thought they should have been favored to start the series um, yeah. because Boston was, right? I, I think what we're seeing is that the very reason why, and obviously it's just one game, but the very reason why the Celtics were able to dominate the Nets, their size, is the reason why the Bucks dominated the Celtics in game one. Like, they, they sub out uh, Chris Middleton. All right, well, Bobby Portis is a cool 6'10", right? They have, like, everybody on that team, um, sub Drew Holiday is over, like, 6'5", and it's giving Tatum and Brown. That's why they shot so many threes. It's the, the, there's, no, there's nowhere to go inside the lane. 50 threes. 50 they threes shot. and 34 twos. So they were 10 for 34 from two and 18 from 50 from three. And, and then if the Bucks shooters are hitting like they're hitting, like I think Connaughton was like, I mean, all the Bucks bench players were over like fifty or forty percent for three. Giannis gets seven assists for three pointers, right there. That, that's that's yeah. Giannis triple double, yeah. but check you got to look at Giannis. Like if you're Celtics, like shit, he was nine for twenty five. Well, we lost by twelve. We were never really in the game in the second half. It's trouble yeah. for uh, Celtics for sure. Well, I mean, now what is, is you lost game one. You better win game two. It's kind of like we said a week or two ago about the Nets in the same spot. Like, you know, we can we can debate matchups and everything else. But Mm -hmm. the reality is you lose game two here. You're you're in dire straits, obviously. And Marty's right. It's fun to watch that because going into the series to me, I just thought, Ah, the Celts still have the advantage on the front line, but I guess the Bucks really did. When you look at how it how it went there, they're very 21st century athletic bigs. It's not like they got some guy some guy posting up on the low block that the Celts can't handle. It's just that Portis and Giannis on the floor together. That's a lot of length. It's very Scotty pitching, Scotty Pippen plus just covering. Pitching. There's Scottie not a touch. That's no, right, Scotty Pitchin. Yeah, okay. no, we'll, we'll see what he could do. Maybe he could be he could join, get on the south side and help out the Sox. Well, but yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think there, there, there's a, there's not a ton of oxygen out there if you're trying to work if you're Tatum and uh, and create some space offensively. There. And we haven't I even mentioned Marcus Smart. I mean, that's the, I mean, he, can't, he ended up logging 33 minutes, but right shoulder sting, stingered, uh, right quad contusion. Martin, if he's not ready, forget this is a short series, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. After I said Milwaukee in seven, after watching game one, I feel like I would like to walk it back to Milwaukee in five, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think we saw the Celtics dominate a pretty, really bad Brooklyn Nets team. And the Celtics are good, but I don't know if they're the title favorites. Everybody had them in That's as the a mid-round of middle of round one. Everybody was penciling them in as a champion. So maybe you didn't know. want to play the Nets because they gave you a false sense of security. You, you didn't want to play the Nets for a different reason than going into uh, – the reason everybody <laughs> didn't want to play the Nets, right? Right. Too much time off in between games. Yeah. And too much rest. It's exactly. too easy, right? Uh, the Warriors beat Memphis. Really good game. Uh, bummed me out that play. I don't, I don't know if you guys were watching, but close game down the stretch. Clay Thompson, who otherwise did nothing, hit the three to put them ahead 117-116. Then he goes to the line. He misses two. There's a scramble for the ball. Uh, it's knocked out of bounds. Clearly Memphis knocks it out of bounds. But the refs don't make a call. So they don't make a call, and when you don't make a call, you don't even go to the review. The review clearly would have shown that Memphis, it was the ball was off Memphis. It would have been uh, Warriors inbounding, and they would have gotten fouled and gone out. Who knows what would have happened there? Maybe they missed another two free throws. But um, I can't believe that they can't review that, Martin. Why can't I've they, never seen anything like that goes on? I've never seen them not make a call, like yeah. especially with less than – like it's like – Left in two minutes left in the game. Make a call and then go look at it and see which one it's going to be. I, I I thought Memphis. I wanted Memphis to win. I'm rooting. For, I picked Memphis to six. So I really thought, and I, especially with Draymond getting ejected, that's a game you gotta win. But how it's, does the idea that they didn't review that cause? I tell you what, the more gambling becomes pervasive in this business. I mean, in, in, in basketball, that type of shit is not going to fly. Well, so that's a rule, Shaq? That's a rule that they can't review that? Because it's really I guess weird. they changed, right, yeah. they, they changed the rule, I guess, recently for that. But it's just a bad look that between the three officials that they can't very quickly. I mean, you saw them exchanging looks like, well, how do you yeah. got, well, jump ball? <laughs> what right. do it's basically like do over it's the equivalent of in pickup but just do it we'll, we'll run it back let's pretend that it, it was ridiculous it was so a, it was I, a, I think yeah i think a referee when a referee makes a call and then you need clear and convincing evidence to overturn it but you see like 70 percent that it was awful one guy like oh crap clear and convincing sucks this sucks even worse this like we're not making a call and so someone is definitely getting screwed here like all right, and I think they call. must have and in their heads make a call if you can't read. Right, it. I think I think if the Pandora's box is open, that fans hate the yeah. two minute, three minute stop down, so that they can review it. So now they're trying to accelerate things, but too late. Now we are, are aware of video replay and everything else. And by the way, just I, on its face, it was egregiously bad that they couldn't make a call on that because it hit one. It, it hit. One guy, then it hit the other guy, then I think it hit a third guy, all Come from on. the same team. Why can't you make a call on that? If, it, if the call didn't seem to be so, first of all, obvious, and then on video review, even more obvious, and another and a third thing, all right, that may be a rule, but y'all haven't done that. I've been watch, I've watched every single game this NBA playoffs, and every single time there's been a deflection under two minutes, they're going and looking at the review. If you like, know that's every, a rule, you got to make a call. <laughs> If you know that's a rule yeah, and it's like, going to change the game, you have to make a call. <laughs> to, to and as far as as far as betters go, just one last thing on that. Then they kind of screw up the clock after that, and I think that you could make a case that the Dubs grab the rebound on the jaw miss. They get a foul with like point three left, and then you send 
Oh, I'm trying to think of who goes to the line. There. I think it would have been yeah, Wiggins. Wiggins gets yeah. the rebound. Wiggins would have gone there, and if he makes both of those, or at least he would have pushed it for the people who had the the Dubs uh, minus two well, here, there. Yeah. So that and was another the other thing. thing. Yeah, that was big towards the spread for sure. But yeah, you're right. But back to that other call. Like they, I think they could have reviewed it to see how much time to put on the clock. That's the that's the funny part about that. But they didn't even do like that. Would have been great. Imagine them huddling over the desk to see if there's four point one or three point eight, <laughs> but they can't review if it actually hit. Anyway, Warriors. Are now minus 550 to beat Memphis. I don't know, Martin. I think this is, uh, I mean, this is talk about a team that needed to take advantage of the situation. Draymond Green was ejected. Clay Thompson wasn't playing well. Uh, Ja was out of his mind. They got that call at the end and they still lost. By the way, that ejection, <clears throat> your Lemon Pepper Parlay uh, podcast partner, TJ Hushmanzada, said the NBA is softer than baby shit. And I think oh. he's right about that rejection. But I, I don't think, I just think the Warriors. These might even be even teams. The Warriors just know how to close games out. I think that this this series is pretty probably done in five. I don't think it's done. I think I I got to give Memphis more than that. Yeah. I think I, I do. And plus, I think that we're not done hearing from Draymond Green this 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 series. Right? He already got ejected. The flagrant two is not going to be rescinded. They just came out with that a couple minutes ago. Um, but he's no longer like a young guy anymore. Like, right. Like Draymond Green is like a year younger than me. Like we're both at this point supposed to be responsible adults. And he's like Antonio Brown in it out of game one of this series. Mm -hmm. Like it seems to me that he's going to do something else that like he's going to be provoked because this Memphis team is not, there's no Patrick Beverly out there, but they also aren't afraid of anybody. They talk a lot of stuff. I see I see more from him before this thing is over. And I think if that's the case too, like Jaron Jackson Jr., like he was nothing against Memphis playing against Carlthony Towns. But I think he's if he I mean he had a great game last game. If he can play just a little bit like that and pull Draymond away from the rim, Golden State's not gonna be able to defend Memphis. Now I know this the answer is like, oh, Golden State's gonna shoot a bunch of threes, they're gonna make a bunch of threes, but like you said just a second ago, Clay Thompson hasn't been the Clay Thompson that we've known him to be. Like this is a like hot take. Yeah, but Jordan Poole's been better than him. I mean, this, that's the like, thing. He's been his brother. It's really crazy where they where their shooting comes from. And like down six, down eight doesn't really matter. It's it's a couple. Times. I hear. I, I know I'm not saying anything new, but yeah. I hear what Marty Weiss is saying, but this one ain't about the matchups. It's about what we talk about at this point after the game one loss that the, that the Grizz needed to get. They didn't get it. This is what we talk about all the time, about the way you build in the NBA season after season to great success. The mm. The Grizz had a, a very nice season. They let game one go. This series is over. Let's move on to the next one, Sixers and Heat. All right, yeah, Sixers Heat. Heat are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. Embiid's going to miss the first two. They're optimistic he's back for game three or four. I'm taking the Sixers. I like hmm. the seven-and-a-half. It's a good chunk. They you know, they weren't terrible without Embiid this year. They went six-and-eight without him. They beat the Nuggets on the road. They beat Memphis. They beat the Heat. They actually beat the Heat without hmm. both him and Harden. So, you need Millsap, you need DeAndre Jordan, you need Paul Reed. They throw big bodies. That's how they won those six games uh, without Embiid. Throw the big bodies at Miami. Also, last six meetings when Embiid doesn't play, Philly 4-2 advantage over Miami. Uh, 29 and 15 on the road. I think it's a 108-105 game. I like seven and a half points, Shaq. 
who gives a crap what happened in this weirdo regular season that the NBA just saw there? I'm not referencing mm-hmm. those. Those are good numbers that you just threw out. It is a star league. There are only five players out there. The Sixers' best player, who is an MVP, uh, a lot of people think should have been the MVP, ain't going to be one of them. This is bad. And I don't know, as you said earlier, Malik Willis, does he really exist? As we've talked about, do the Miami Heat really exist? Nobody talks about this team. Heat, of course they're going to win this game. And how? Lay the minus seven and a half. All right. Martin, you got to break this tie. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i taking Philadelphia and the points. But the one, the play I really like is the over. Is, uh, without Embiid. Uh, Philadelphia, they're, they're going to be running up and down the court. Everybody, it's going to be a higher scoring game than normal uh, without Embiid. Kind of obviously he's scoring leader, so it saves Man, a ball. You take your life in your hands taking overs in these games, these NBA games. That's for sure. I what know. is it? Two, uh, two oh eight and a half. I mean, not, yeah, I got, two, I got two oh eight and a half. Under. Yeah, but I also think I also am taking Philly plus seven and a half. But I, the play I like the best is the over. All right, but I'm on you. I'm with you, so I think. Philly's going to keep this one close. And then the night game, the late night game, we got Mavericks at the Suns. Suns five and a half point favorite. I'm going Phoenix here. I had trouble with them, man. That was a tough series to uh, root for them against the Pelicans. Pelicans played tough, but they just kind of own this team. The last nine, they won the last nine against the Mavericks. Uh, Ten point points per game, opponents points per game difference. Um, You know, Paul steps it up when he needs to. His point adjustment for regular season to playoffs, he's plus seven. I, I like Mikel Bridges over in points today. Lucas said he and Smart guard him the toughest in the league. He could be uh, their kryptonite. 110-100. Maybe just take – I like all the unders, but 110-100. The Suns cover the five-and-a-half. Shaq, what do you like this game? I'll take the Mavs plus five-and-a-half. Um, you know, I like what the – obviously like what the Mavs have done so far. Jason Kidd for all the uh, skepticism, and I was one of them going in like, really, Jason Kidd, you got to have him? Well, for for what it matters, this is the first series they've won in quite some time. I think that they show up for this one. They know that they can uh, really make a dent in Phoenix's uh, championship run here. With uh, you know, it feels very much like Memphis to me. They have to have this one to, for the yeah. series to be compelling. I'm rooting for for Dallas to make that so plus five and a half. I say. All right, Martin, what's your pick? Yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking the Suns five and a half. I think Mikel Bridges Ooh. gives Luca hell. Um, and I think, again, the Pelicans were a really bad matchup. Chris Paul and Alvarado, was a, it was very fun to watch. But ultimately, that was a six-game series uh, that probably could have been a four- or five-game series had Devin Booker not hurt himself. If Booker's back, the Suns, I think the Suns win this game. And I think they win it kind of going away. And Mavericks are going to end up making some adjustments to push this to be a better series. All right. There you go. We're in the thick of things, playoffs here, and we're in the thick of the baseball season where you can turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a risk-free first bet up to $1,000. And with FanDuel, same-game parlays, you can turn little bets into big paydays. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sports book. Parlay Insurance, one of the reasons I love betting on FanDuel. It has great promotions every day. It has safe and secure. Uh, it's a safe and secure app, and you get paid fast. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code EXTRAPOINTS to get started with your risk-free first bet up to $1,000. By the way, guys, so I, I flew into <clears throat> Phoenix for Harry's wedding, 
And so this was going to be the first time I was going to be able to utilize the FanDuel app, right? So you can't, they're very particular about it. They're all over you. You can't start betting until you land. You can't sign up for an account until you land, right? <clears throat> in your, you're in Phoenix. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to calm down. I, we were about three minutes off the ground before I got a signal. I had seven bets placed. I had signed up. <laughs> And had seven <laughs> bets placed when the wheels stopped rolling there. That's how, that's how crazy it was. That's how excited I was. I want a little money. Uh, we'll get it. The Red Sox killed me yesterday, but otherwise it's fun. FanDuel Sportsbook, go get it. I'm going to give my play of the day here. Baseball, we talked about baseball uh, turning K's into cash. Dalton Jeffries, that's my K guy today, makes a start for the Athletics. Fifth of the season, he's one and three with a 326 ERA. They're going up against the Rays, who haven't been that great. They're 500 on the road, so I like getting the plus money with the A's. Plus 134, A's over Rays. Sheck, what's your play of the day? You got a lot of hockey, four games today, Oh, right? like I said before, and I'll say it again, it's a great day for hockey, a lot of juicy matchups. I, if I could watch any, Lightning versus Leafs would be the one I would focus on tonight, even though they're both wearing blue and white. It's just the worst to look at. I hate it so much. But anyhow... I am going to go with, for the soul of hockey, Eddie Spaghetti can disagree about what's good for the sport. What you want are all offensive teams playing each other. I'm not saying the Penguins because it's good for ratings. I'm talking about the way they play the game. So, too, is it for the Edmonton Oilers. They've got to hammer the L.A. Kings all the way to the world on Connor McDavid and his pal mm. Leon Dreisaitl. I say they show up and they do what's right for the good of the sport, which is take down the L.A. Kings. I say... Uh, minus a goal and a half, the Oilers at home, plus 125. And I think Connor McDavid understands the stakes here, and I think he's great enough to deal with the curse of Sposta, that he's supposed to take this team far. Mm. I say he gets a goal as well if you want to sprinkle something on that as well. Oilers win by at least two goals tonight over the overmatch Kings. All right, that's a fun one for sure. Did you see, um, by the way, who, oh, did you see Jonathan Quick there? Uh, well, did he give a, who he gave up that goal? Did he give that terrible goal up the other day? No, I didn't see it. Did I miss that? Was that right, Spaghetti? Just when, I mean, like right by almost like a dribbler in from uh, from forty feet. But I don't know. I don't know if that's a an omen or what. Hey, our friend uh, Sheck. Uh, oh boy, uh, John Ham. <laughs> he texted me last like laying a lot of wood with these Blues and seven and four to win the series. He likes it. That's a basically a pick 'em series too. But all right, Martin, give us your pick of the day. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the, oh gosh I'm going with the over 208 and a half in Miami Philadelphia. Right. Um, it's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be a sweat. It's going to be one that you're watching with your eyes like this as you sit there with Noah Joel Embiid, the scoring leader in the NBA or top three scoring leader in the NBA, and you take an over in the playoffs. But that's that's what I'm doing. All right. Uh- NHL, we went over. I guess we're not going to do this cap of consequences thing with spaghetti and, and the shit. yellow belly coward. Yeah, yellow and black. Okay, you want to hear? Here's here's what yeah. I will do. I mean, it's several months uh, um, out there, but I mean, I feel very good right now. Pittsburgh Steelers season win total over seven and a half. Give it yeah. to oh, me wow. all day yes, long. No, we're done. No, we're, we're what done do you mean? With I'm done. We're, we're done. done with wow. football talk. We're bro, NHL. I'll give you who's your. So you can take the Rangers. To win the cup? This is so effed up here. No, I'm not to right. take the Rangers. All right, to win what's the your cup. pick? 
You're on record. Well, I the said Avs preseason. Are Avs are favored plus 320. Panthers right there plus 550. Flames 7 to 1. Spaghetti's King, uh, sorry, Spaghetti's Rangers are 17 to 1. I think the Kings are at 50 to 1. There's a bunch of teams uh, in between there, of course. The best thing for the sport would be I know Canadian teams playing each other doesn't uh, doesn't equal big ratings, but Again, for the soul of the game, for the nature of the way these teams play each other, the Leafs versus the Oilers would be the best matchup. And I think that uh, I said this in when we did the extra points with all the fellows from AAO minus uh, Cousin Sal there. I said Oilers Leafs in the at the time it was plus uh, ten thousand five hundred. So if that hits, that would be pretty good. It's only plus five thousand now, which isn't that much uh, that much worse. I'm rooting for that. I think it's going to be though the Avs, and I think it's. I mean, the Rangers are really good. I like them quite a bit. I'm gonna go with the Florida Panthers. They've been Panthers. they've been a machine in the second oh, half of the season. Right. They're 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 just uh, that would also be a fun one. I just don't know that anybody really cares about what goes on in Miami, Florida, when it comes mm. to ice hockey. Oh. Right. Shout out to Mikey Meatballs because he got me a Florida Pan- Florida Panthers futures win. I asked him on day one of hockey season what futures to bet. He went one for three, but the Panthers hit. So you're going too. You're going Panthers also. Mark, I'm going to defer. I'll, I'll go with whatever meatballs. Whoever meatballs says is going to win it. That's that's my endorsement. Meatballs. Right I forgot. I think you said Calgary, right? I do have a Tampa Calgary final. I do have Tampa winning it. No oh, Tampa. Hey. That's the one. The thing we can't have is Tampa. We that's don't want exactly that going three straight. That's exactly where I'm Lightning going with flames. Tampa. Book it. Lightning eleven to one because I think it's a, obviously it's now a pick'em series against Toronto, who's you know the more established uh, regular season team. Guess what? The Lightning have been here. That they're gonna that goalie matchup is disgusting right now for Toronto, right? Jack Campbell is I think dead last in the league against the best right there. Well, that, the reason right? that the Panthers everybody would pick against them is because of who they have between the pipes, pipes Bobrovsky, yeah. but they're an offensive powerhouse. They don't play a ton of defense in front of uh, Bob to his, uh, in his defense there that, but the, the way, I mean, they're, they're like a double digit uh, goal scoring kind of machine right now. The Leafs, your, your point is fascinating though. And exactly right. For some reason, the curse is supposed to is much more on the Leafs than the two-time defending Stanley Cup right. champs. This sets up really nice for Tampa. I just hope, like, hell, it doesn't happen. We don't want that. You know, Tampa St. Pete is the home of the dynasty of the 21st century. It ain't right. Root against that, if anything else. I'm with meatballs here, 11-1. I think Because I think if they get by this series, I think you're going to see them at, like, plus 350. You're like, oh, they're back, and now the field is down to eight, you're and right. they're going to do their thing. Stamkos, Hedman, Kucherov, right? All all still very serviceable players and probably with the best playoff goalie in uh, recent years. So lightning 11, one spaghetti. What do you like? What's your pick? You got to go Rangers, right? We, uh, I'm, I'm going to ride with them just because like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel great about it um, right. for a number of reasons, but I did pick them. Meatballs made a bracket for us. And I think I picked abs Rangers Rangers going to run here. They beat the, I have them beating the Leafs and the ECF. Mm. Um, and I have the, uh, the two, uh, the juggernauts facing off, I believe in the WCF. So, but yeah, I have abs Rangers and All I do right. have the Rangers winning. Say it out loud though, Spaghetti, say it on the record here. It's being recorded. Say, say like Broadway Joe did forever ago. Make a oh, guarantee. No, I'll say this. This is rich. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I, it, <laughs> while in the, in the great state of Arizona, like Sal did, I put a, a a sum of money on the Rangers to win the cup at plus sixteen hundred. So I'm just going to be a man of my word and ride my bet. So that's what I'll say. He was very what about against the very, Penguins. Though? Very upset that well they were to win the cup to the Penguins. Very to, upset. 
to win the cup, Dave, they have to beat the Penguins. So I know I'm saying ah. guarantee the Penguins series. That's all. <laughs> I do guarantee. I do guarantee it. And I think I, I think it's it's Good. insanity. It's insanity to pick otherwise. This one series would be an all time collapse letdown if they don't win this series. We have to get going, but uh, before we sign off, Babyface, you're very upset with uh, with Dave. Do yins believe in miracles? You're yes! very upset with Dave. This- Baby this face. is, I mean, as Dave knows, Badger Bob used to say, this is a great day for hockey. This is not a great day for hockey. This is like the mayor of a city. And Dave, I consider him to be the mayor of Pittsburgh, the unofficial mayor, yeah. backing out of a, of a bet against another mayor. It's like the mayor. Oh, 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 you know what? You know what? That's a yeah, good because, take. Because I think you're too placing too much importance on the cap of consequences being like a, I told you so kind of thing. Whereas it just should be like, one of you should be punished for, um, I mean, you've spent a lot of time talking about your respective teams. It shouldn't come back to All how right, much confidence listen, you listen, have. Listen, if you want me to make that bet, because yeah. in the spirit of support, I'll do sure, it. Sure, of course. I, We're not, we don't get this I just want to make clear, yeah. I don't know what Jive, Marty Weiss, or Babyface are, uh, are talking yeah. about, like, that I that I think that, or I'm... I, or, no, or, it's fine. If, my, if you want me to stand by my team... To the tune of a slip of paper in a dirty ball cap. So be it. Count me in. Good. Look, Look at that, Sal. Bullying works. Uh, that, of course Go. it does. Of course. Do yous believe in miracles? Yeah. All right. Let's go. go, Pens. One last run. One last run. Come on, kid. Crosby. You know what? Maybe Come we'll Come on, do this. Gino Malkin. One by last Thursday. Time. All right. By Thursday, there'll be one or two games played in that series. By Thursday morning. One? Be one, probably just one. the one. All right, we will. How about we establish what the um, what the downside is for the cap of consequences for each of you? We'll we'll pick out. We'll pick. Should we do it that way? What do you think? Well, if the Pens lose way, game then? one, count me out. Uh, then I'm <laughs> of course, we're almost counting you out already. All right, uh, Sheck. Do you think we got Harry up in the chair or no? Rahavan <laughs> Nagila. I took the over three and a half. Felt like it was an easy. You're one. a winner. I'm trying to think under three and a half quarterbacks. Martin, over three winner. and a half. It's all with Mikey meatballs. Yeah, yeah. I Mike, think with I, Mikey meatballs lifts, spaghetti lifts. Yes, the brothers are strong athlete types. I would say that because of the power, I, and I, Sal probably could do it too. I'm sure it was a gargantuan effort. But I, I got out of the way. It. I literally got out of the way. Some say I tried to pull him down, but no, it was spaghetti. It was meatballs. <laughs> Joel, were you the third? And then there was some like drunk guy who was very excited just to try to uh, be part of it. Right, Joel, babyface, were you the third that tried it? <laughs> I was more uh, just supporting Mikey to make sure we Who didn't, was the third? We didn't lose uh, uh, some, some random guy. I'm not sure who no, was. No, I know, but there were four. Yeah. Spaghetti, yeah. Was, was there? Was there, there was definitely four, right? It went over three and a half. And you guys yeah. got them up. Yeah. We, we have, have video. We do yeah, have, we do video. have video, yes. All right. All right, good. All right, so that's that. We'll talk about that on against. The fourth guy was Malik Willis. Yeah, he's dead now. (laughs) He's not around. Fourth guy is Malik Willis. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Extra Points. Just want to let everyone know out there, just a reminder, quick reminder. You may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites.